Happy Monday, everybody. It's the ADR Podcast, and today I'm going to talk to you about a movie I saw this weekend. I've been uh, looking forward to it for quite a while. I love this director. I love all of his movies, except for one, which I'll get into a little bit later. But I saw his most recent movie, Wes Anderson and Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, so I saw it on Friday night with a bunch of my friends. I was the only one that didn't like it. I'm also the only person that doesn't like it among a ton of you know, critics. This is his most like highly rated movie for some reason on Metacritic. I don't get it. I mean, okay, so some backstory. I first saw The Royal Tenenbaums two or three years ago. Um, my friends showed it to me. I fell in love with the quirky style, the way that it kept the pacing, the way that the characters interacted with each other. The cast was fantastic. That's definitely something throughout Anderson's uh, movies. The casting is always spot on, and he always gets the best people for them and uh, some really great high-profile actors. Grand Budapest is definitely his most you know, star-studded movie that he's done yet. It has so many people. I remember when I was watching the trailer, and every time I would see it, I would forget that half of the cast was in it, and I'd think, oh, wait, Harvey Keitel and Jude Law are in this too? That's amazing. And then, you know, okay, so Grand Budapest Hotel is, uh, it stars Ray Fiennes, Rafe Fiennes, or Ralph, whatever, Rafe Fiennes as uh, Gustav H., who runs this Grand Budapest Hotel, and his new lobby boy, Zero, who is uh, played by a newcomer whose name I can't remember right now. The poster's over on the other side of the room, and I can't read his credit. But uh, that's the main gist of the story, and um, Tilda Swinton plays a woman who is very close with Gustav, who dies, and uh, he is uh, framed for the murder, and that's where the story kicks off. Uh, There's a painting called Boy with Apple involved. Uh, there's uh, all of Tilda Swindon's family, played by you know Adrian Brody and Willem Dafoe, who are you know fairly good in their roles. I didn't like Willem Dafoe as much as I wanted to, which makes me sad. Um, so this movie, I thought it was really convoluted and really at times unnecessary. I feel like this is more like Life Aquatic than any of other of Wes Anderson's movies. Um, I really liked the fact that. All of his other movies are very personal, and there's some really great scenes with some poignant uh, dialogue that really pack a punch emotionally, and there's none of that in this movie at all. It was entirely, you know, quirky and silly and fun, which was okay. You know, I guess I was just going in expecting something different. I have an old episode on expectations that I would link to, but the sound quality is crap in comparison to this uh, new stuff, so I'm not going to do that, but... To sum it up, expectations, I was going in expecting an older Wes Anderson movie like Rushmore or Tenenbaums or even Moonrise Kingdom. I mean, Ty Burr, he talked about how uh, Wes Anderson is entering this new, more confident stage, starting with Moonrise Kingdom and continuing with Grand Budapest Hotel. I can see that. He's doing a lot more, you know, gutsy stuff, a lot more of the silly quirkiness that's been hinted at in his other movies, uh, but is really starting to be refined lately. And Moonrise Kingdom had a much more, you know, impactful approach to all of it they are these two great kids that are you know telling this weird little love story and i loved it because there were some great moments between the kids that really you know drove the point of the movie home i loved it and all the acting was great and everything it's my favorite wes anderson movie grand budapest i thought okay the movie starts off with uh one story and then within that another story and within that another story and then within that another story there's you're so far removed from the main plot that I don't think it makes sense. Like, they could have lopped off the first 
and last 10 minutes of the movie to get rid of that. And it would have felt exactly the same to me. I think the aspect ratio thing is kind of cool. Each of the three different time periods the movie's set in has a different aspect ratio, um, which, you know, is kind of cool. But I felt like it was just gimmicky. And I personally despise how 4.3 looks like the standard uh, 1 by 1.33 older aspect ratio. And I think it just looks bad. And I can't believe he chose to film, you know, 85% of the movie in it. I thought there would be much more jumping back and forth so that maybe, you know, Ray Fiennes and his new lobby boy are not as much of the main action. But no, they are. And the entire movie is set in that aspect ratio. And I thought it was really weird. I didn't think the story really had any purpose. I didn't care too much about what was happening. I thought that I, I was just really, really underwhelmed. And again, going back to expectations, it's very likely that I just went in there with too much of a closed mind. But Wes Anderson has had such a track record of these kinds of movies that I don't feel I was in the wrong for expecting it. Then again, everyone else, you know, loves Wes Anderson, probably went in with similar expectations, and they still loved it. I missed something. I, I don't know. I refuse to believe that I don't like this movie yet. I'm really kind of upset about it, and I... I'll watch it again at some point, but in the meantime, I'm honestly not very thrilled about it. There was too many, like, it was too quirky, and I can't believe I'm saying that about Wes Anderson, because I love when he gets quirky. I loved, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox, you know, shot in a lower frame rate, so it looks, you know, more jilty and cool and weird. And there was too much quirk, but not enough heart. I didn't care about any of the characters. You know, I think back to the characters in his other movies, and I think, you know, what would he or she do in this situation? And I feel like I can extrapolate that based on what's in the movies. That's really fun, like delving into these characters and figuring things out and actually analyzing things. I feel like everyone in Grand Budapest was paper thin, except for maybe, like, moments towards the end between Ray Fiennes and uh, Zero, the lobby boys called. But, you know, beyond that, there's really nothing it was very funny. Um, I'm not going to... Okay, some positive things about Grand Budapest before I wrap up today. It was very funny. Um, definitely had the most like laugh-out-loud moments of any of uh, Wes's movies. It was very gruesome. Like There are some really brutal, bloody things in this movie, and I did not expect that at all. And, of course, you know, all of Wes's flair and style and everything are there. I mean, it was a gorgeous movie. You can look at all of the stills and see all of the wonderful things about it. There's some great, uh, you know, set design with the hotel. Um, Mendel's pastries are like the new, I don't know... Steve Zissou Aquatic Society or whatever. I didn't like that movie either. And then all the tiny little details that he likes to throw in about, like, you know, records and, you know, keys, paintings. I loved all that. But I feel like as a whole, this movie had all of that. You know, it was very good, but it was empty in a way that left me very unsatisfied. I'll watch it again and, you know, report back at some point. But for now, I do not like Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> 